Swamiji, how does one keep his or her integrity and sense of uh, inner balance when people outside are criticizing or falsely accusing them? You know, we've got to stop leaning on other people's opinions. If a thing is true, it's true, and it doesn't matter who says it's not. There was an interesting psychological experiment that was conducted. They put two lines on a blackboard. The top one was obviously longer than the lower one. Then they had five people, and they told the four, first four to say that the shorter, uh, the, the lower line was the longer. In 80% of the cases, the fifth person said, yes, the lower line is the longer. People must stop thinking in terms of what other people say, what other people think. They must stop thinking in terms of being popular. And of course, that can make them unpopular. And the first thing, people's priority is to be liked, not to be truthful. Right. I, I had a father who was very much the opposite of that. And I told him this story is that I would certainly not be in that 80%. But I know that one time, for example, he was a, um, he, we went to a, surface, a circus in Grand Haven, Michigan. We were in this country on vacation. And uh, we paid to go in. Then when we got inside the tent, they wanted us to pay again to sit down. My father simply wouldn't do it. He, we all just stood there, and the man was so angry with us, he said, I hope you die! But my father just calmly stood there, and I respected him for that. I was sort of dying of embarrassment, but I knew it was right. Mm -hmm. I remember one time also on Capri, on the island of Capri, they say Capri, it's Capri. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, we went up to Tiberias, and we got down from the bus, and we're looking, and after two seconds, the bus, bus driver said, all right, let's go. My father said, no, I'm going to enjoy it. And when he had enjoyed it, as he felt he deserved to, then he got back in the bus, and the man was quite upset. But my father didn't care what other people thought, as long as he felt that he was right. And I admired him for that. It made it unfortunate in the sense that when I started seeking God, that was a value too high for him. And so he couldn't embrace that, and he was very upset with me. And one time I had, I was found because I was working very hard. I had a blood pressure of 200 over 120. I could easily have gotten a stroke or died of a heart attack. And the doctor told me I must take, it, take a break. I, he recommended that I take a cruise of the Caribbean and just have nothing to do. And I asked my dad if I, he could help me. And he, his only answer was, Don, you've just got to stop giving all your money away. And uh, I can't help giving my money away. I don't think it's mine. But he, I was, God has always taken care of me. And I got to go on that cruise. And it was suitably boring. <laughs> but it did bring my blood pressure down. And, but my father had... He was too rigid in his ideas, but at least he had integrity. He was true to them, and I admired him for that. Swamiji, do other people's thoughts affect us when they're criticizing? They have a power. Well, this world has power. This is what makes, you know, our th we don't create our own thoughts. We think we do, 
but our thoughts are only relay stations. Thoughts are universally rooted, and they depend on the level on which you're living. But this is how fads can suddenly sweep a nation. This is how a whole country can suddenly want to go to war. These, these fads, I, I know during the Second World War, I simply did not agree with it. I knew that the Nazis were wrong. I didn't feel that the Germans were evil people. I had traveled in Germany. I had found many, many kind people there. And yes, I, I knew that it needed resisting, but I, I didn't want to go to fight in a cause like that. I could not become angry with the people just because they did wrong things. But I lived through that time, and I saw how national hatred would come in. Thoughts become, thoughts are things, and the thoughts of other people do have an impact. That's why it's important to live in places where there's kindness and calmness. This is why I've started communities where the people around you think good thoughts and are cooperative instead of competitive with one another. And uh, we found that it works. We do much more than we would if we were fighting each other. But uh, in the world, this is why I think that cities are a disease. You're surrounded by so many negative thoughts. You know, I lived in San Francisco for five years, and uh, it's a very worldly city. But I lived in an area where it was near, uh, I forget the name of the ro road now, Folsom, I think, I'm not sure. Anyway, near there, where a major traffic route went, going to the, going to the Golden Gate Bridge. And uh, I couldn't hear it, it was so quiet. Even so, at three o'clock in the morning, everything felt much more peaceful. I couldn't hear that it was more peaceful, just felt it. That was because everybody was sleeping. And as soon as morning came, I could feel all that agitation. So where you go, when you, when you go into different places, you can feel the vibrations of thought that people have left there. This is why in your home, it's good to have a dining room where you do nothing but eat. And then when you go in there, you feel hungry. When you have a, a, a when you, if you're on the spiritual path, have a meditation room where you build up vibrations of meditation so that as soon as you go into that room, you feel like meditating. I know when I was new at Mount Washington, I had a basement which I converted into my cave, as I called it. And uh, I wouldn't let people do anything there except meditate. I never allowed them to just chatter and so on. And uh, it was really after a, after a little while, I could just the moment I went down there, I felt peace. So thoughts are things, and it's important to understand that. And how do we prevent other people's opinions or thoughts from affecting us? We should have, be strong in our own opinions, but yet we should not be opinionated. We should be open to truth. We can be open to different levels of people, of people's consciousness. It's good to be open to higher consciousness and not open to lower consciousness. Wherever your, whatever level your mind is on, that is what you're open to. So that if you are um, a very worldly person, you go into worldly environments, you get caught by that. So it's good to be in places where people's thoughts are more peaceful. It's easier to 
find peace in the country than it is in the city. And it's very difficult to find real peace of mind in the city. You've got to be on constant guard. But nonetheless, one thing that helps you is to surround yourself with an aura of light. Another way is to close your hands in front of you and behind you and chant Om Tat Sat, Om Tat. This is the Sanskrit version of the Trinity. Om Tat Sat, Om Tat Sat. Incidentally, I've mentioned Om before. We write Om, O-M. Really speaking, we should write it A-U-M. But because in English people would say Aum, that's wrong. It, there are two sounds of A in Sanskrit, the A uh and the A. Uh. In this case, it's Om. But in English, we, do, we have very few pure vowels. Om is correct in English. But in Italian, if you said it, it would be Om. That would be wrong. It should be Om. Because this represents the creative vibration, the preservative vibration, the all-dissolving vibration. Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. So you put your palms Put your hands here, and, and, then, and then weave a circle of light around your body. And touch the palms. And touch the back. hands in the back. Another thing is to meditate and calm the vibrations of your heart. And then radiate harmonious vibrations and light all around you. When you have to go into negative places, it's good to meditate first and then have that practice consciously. And yeah, so you, you may be with very worldly people, but they won't be able to touch you then. Nonetheless, Yogananda said, it's good always to keep a spiritual bodyguard. That means be, have, when you have to go into worldly places, have at least one person with you who is of your state of consciousness. Swamiji, um, there's a broader kind of environment, the culture that we live in. Are there cultures that you feel more in tune with and are willing to sort of take the vibrations of that when you're in those places? Well, you know, I grew up in, in many cultures. I was born in Romania. My parents were American. So I had Romanian and American. And then I had to go to school in England and Switzerland first, then in America. It took me a long time, and to some extent I've never succeeded completely to, uh, in tuning into the American consciousness, the feeling of self-importance and so on. But the kindness, the willingness to uh, help other people, that is an American trait that I have tuned into. But uh, um, I think what we need to do is be selective. If you can take the best of each culture and put them together, you can do that if you yourself are not imitative. Don't take what other people put out. Be more conscious of what you are giving out. For example, even though I had to talk at the age of 22 and I'd never lectured in my life before, and I had to talk in the place of my own guru, the church was completely packed because they expected him. I've never felt nervous. And I've, I've joked that it was because I was so sorry for those people but in fact, it's more than that. It's because I'm concentrating more on what I'm giving. So always think more in terms of what you're sharing than what you're receiving. If you're in a giving mood, that's why in India it's considered important to eat in a harmonious vibration because then you're, ta you're in a taking mode. 
and you're more inclined to absorb the vibrations, it's important also that the food that you eat be cooked with love. Because you're in a taking thing, you can take in negative vibrations if it's been cooked with anger and so on. I know there was a restaurant in Calcutta we used to enjoy going to. The food tasted good, but I always felt unhappy afterwards. Mm. I mean unpleasant. The food didn't feel right. I'm sure it was because the cooks were not right in their consciousness. So, taking, when you're in a taking mood, be in the right places. But if you give, you can, be, you can protect yourself against everything. And select from the world around you. Use discrimination to say, well, I like that quality, I will accept that one. I don't like this, I will not accept that. The more you can do that, the more free you become in yourself. And finally speaking, we must achieve inner freedom from all environmental influence. We must understand that we are the source of everything that we are and can do.